Social Sales. I'm your host, Chelsea Pites, and I want to make sure that before we dive into this program that we are connected on social media because I am going to be giving you a free Instagram audit. All you have to do is connect with me on Instagram, follow me and send me a DM and say, hey, I heard you on the voice of social sales. I want my audit and I'll send it right over in the DM. I also want to make sure that we're connected on TikTok because that's what we're going to be talking about today. I have been fascinated by this app and it has been what I call my second guiltiest pleasure. Now, my first one is watching really bad reality TV shows like Real Housewives, but this has quickly turned into something that I find myself opening more and more and more, watching, looking, engaging, researching. I have even uploaded some of my own videos and I had one sort of go, you know, for me, quote unquote, semi-viral. I think it's up to 23,000 views. And so I'm, I'm learning this app and I wanted to share with you some of my very, very early insights on what I think this app is, what you could do with it, just some basic knowledge about this particular app and what's to come. And my goal is to eventually interview some TikTok experts as well. Um, It's a little bit harder to find folks that are uh, my age or older, but I think it would be interesting to interview people that are in the Gen Z category using TikTok and also marketers who are using it as well. So we're going to go ahead and dive into today's uh, topic, which is TikTok. And now some of you who are listening to this may know that their kids are on TikTok. Maybe you've never heard of TikTok. Maybe you heard of its predecessor, which was Musical.ly. Uh, You might have even heard of something called Vine, which was six second videos. But I want to talk about what what exactly is happening in, in the world, the explosion that TikTok is. I was running this morning and I was listening to a really great podcast by The Morning Brew. I don't know if you get their daily emails, but it's one of my favorite emails and probably the only email service that I actually read on a daily basis. They have a podcast called Business Casual. I will go ahead and link the episode here in the show notes. And they interviewed a viral TikTok star who happens to be a beatboxer. He has 9.8 million followers, I believe. And uh, they were talking about, you know, what is TikTok, how marketers can use it. By the way, uh, this, this gentleman who was on is not 16 and, uh, you know, has been able to monetize his TikTok account. So I will drop that below. The title is called A Different Beast, How TikTok's Changing Social Media. And so I thought, you know, I'm just going to get on here and talk about TikTok as well. Now, full disclosure, you guys, I don't know what I'm doing on TikTok. It is brand new to me. I will tell you the very first few times I opened it, I thought to myself, oh my goodness, what is this? What is this algorithm serving me? Because it's, it, in my opinion, it's a very pure algorithm. It's, it's almost like straight um, Instagram explore page. And so it really does have to sort of learn your preferences, but I also find that still my algorithm is is kind of out there. <laughs> I get served a lot of stuff that I'm not exactly looking for. So um, it, for me, it, it's pure entertainment and I do have a very uh, positive feeling from it. I think there's a lot of immense creativity there. Uh, I love watching some of the dance videos and just absolutely some of the talent that is is happening on on the channel and there's definitely some weird stuff out there too Uh, So essentially what it is, it is a social media video app. It is video based, it's full screen. So it's not totally unlike Instagram stories or even Snapchat. 
And Snapchat was more kind of like private one-to-one. TikTok, on the other hand, I find is very one-to-many. It's very public. It's, it's a lot of people that you don't know that you are putting out content for in this feed. And there's a lot of hashtag that's uh, involved in pushing this algorithm. We're gonna talk about hashtag challenges in just a little bit. So essentially it's a social media video app and it really um, started kind of in the Musical.ly world. If you don't know what Musical.ly was, it definitely skewed very young. It was launched in 2014 and primarily it was a lip syncing video type of app where you could go and solo lip sync to music and then you could also, I believe, duet. I never actually um, really did much with Musical.ly because I'm not a big lip syncer but a lot of people were using it. And so that actually was acquired by a Chinese company by the name of ByteDance. And it was acquired in 2017, reportedly for about a billion dollars. And ByteDance actually already owned an app called TikTok, which I believe was kind of similar to that lip syncing idea. And uh, just so you guys are, are very clear, there is no TikTok as we know it here in America, in China. I believe it's actually um, not allowed due to their social media laws. So they do have an app there called TikTok. I believe it's more of lip syncing. I've never opened it or used it, but from what I can read online, it is different than what we are using here. So um, they do have their own version there. Now, ByteDance is probably something you haven't really heard of. Now, I heard this company is going public possibly first quarter of next year. I'm definitely gonna be buying in as soon as I hear their IPO because this company is a big deal and it's worth 75 billion with a B dollars. I think it's the largest startup. I mean, if you look at Uber, which I think came in at like 50 million, I could be wrong on that, don't quote me. It's bigger than Uber, you guys, that's crazy. This is a company in China that has several different types of social media apps. Um, they also have had apps where they have been closed down by the government. Um, they have, I believe, a news aggregator app. I've never used any of them. A lot of them are bigger in different countries, but they are this conglomeration of these really big apps and they absorbed Musical.ly and basically turned it into TikTok. So if you had a Musical.ly account when they switched it over or acquired it, you basically got a TikTok account as well. And so they were founded in 2012. And now they're even looking into smartphones and they're going to be moving into music streaming. I, I heard or read that they're going basically after Spotify and Apple Music. So they're, they're a pretty big deal. So just for, for point of reference, they are almost as big as like an Alibaba, if you're familiar with that, or in America, Amazon. So they're reportedly going public, like I mentioned. And so uh, this is a company that, you know, hadn't I hadn't really heard of until I started researching TikTok and, you know, earlier in this year. So it is a large company and um, they've done some really smart decisions with this app that everybody thought was just for kids. So these videos started with about 15 second videos. So when you open up the app, it's a, just a feed of, of different videos and you basically swipe up and you can see the next video. And there is a uh, column at the, so there's not a column, but there's, uh, you can click either for you or following. So the for you side is typically what you open up and up to, and it's just the algorithm serving you up content it thinks that you wanna see or you might be interested in. So it's like the explore tab of Instagram. 
Now, on the uh, following side, obviously, it's people that you are and accounts that you're actually following. So you can toggle back and forth between just the algorithmic sort and also people that are following. They started with just 15 second videos, so fairly short, but that's pretty common. I mean, I think that's what Snapchat and Instagram stories are about 15 seconds, but now you can also go up to 60 seconds. You also can go live in this app. Now I've never gone live in the app, but from what I have been researching, a lot of the big influencers say that going live on TikTok is one of the lifeblood of, you know, staying connected with their community and also growth. So. Usually it's recording videos. Now, what I will tell you is that there is a lot of editing capabilities. And so if you only use TikTok just for editing videos that you might be putting elsewhere, like Instagram or even on LinkedIn, it's got some really great editing capabilities. In fact, so many of them that I'm a little bit confused. It's taken me a minute to try to figure out all the cool things that you can do. You can speed it up, slow it down. Uh, you can add photos, you can do a slideshow, you can add music, you can change where the music comes in and out, you can add uh, text, you can add little stickers, um, or you can have different timers on all of those things too. So the other day I made a video and I actually had text appear, but I only had it appear for a few seconds of the actual video. So it can feel a bit intimidating because there are so many different options. So what I will tell you is just start slow, watch a YouTube video, try one thing at a time, you'll get there. So these 15 to 60 second videos, you also can go live. Um, now, where I mentioned Snapchat earlier, so I feel like Snapchat was very message driven. If there was really no discoverability, you're not using hashtags, you're really kind of talking to one or maybe a group of people. And so you sort of created these really deeper relationships. Now with TikTok, I personally find that it's more fun, more creative. Snapchat was fun and creative, but this is public, right? And, and what they're doing on TikTok that's driving the content, which is so brilliant, is they're doing hashtag challenges. So every day you can actually click the little discover tab, which is again, similar to the magnifying glass explore tab in Instagram. And it essentially will show you all of the trending hashtag challenges. Now this is a way that brands have really, really, really killed it on TikTok is by paying to have and host a hashtag challenge. So here's an example. Um, Chipotle, who's doing a great, great job as a brand on this app, uh, created a challenge. I'm sure they paid quite a bit of money for it to be featured on the Discover tab. And it was hashtag guac dance. And they hired somebody to make this short video and you know it was kind of viral and catchy and it was about your guacamole dance which sounds kind of funny but like let's be real it was it was actually entertaining and people really got involved and guess what they got a ton of results from it they had 250,000 user videos submitted with that hashtag so they're crowdsourcing content number one they they don't even have to create it or hire people the second thing is that they had 430 million video starts, and this was only in six days, you guys. They had so many people that were participating, and it also turned out that they had their biggest guac day in history. They reported eight, selling um, 802,000 sides of guacamole. Um, and if you think about it, when you had Snapchat, you had like a guac day filter, right? That was about as cool as you could get. Now people are getting really inspired to create their own iteration of the video that was put out by Chipotle, 
way more fun than just a selfie video, right? So I just see that it maybe could even go so much farther than what we've even known with Snapchat. Um, just another little tidbit here on how big these challenges are. There's a song by Drake called In My Feelings. And so there was a hashtag In My Feelings challenge. There were over 5 million submissions on TikTok versus 1.7 uh, million of the same hashtag on IG. So you guys, it's really, really big. I'm actually going to open it up right now. Um, and I'm going to look to see what the uh, hashtag challenges are right now. So let's open this up and take a look. I'm on the discover tab. So um, hashtag that's a look hashtag um, art club deal drop dance. That's a paid one. Um, Nix, the music company has one. Uh, hashtag born to glow hashtag truth or dare. So these are essentially different themes. And when you click on them, like hashtag Movember, when you click onto it, it will basically give you a description. You can add them to your favorites too. And it says for this Movember one, Movember is here and we want you to make it creative. Whether you show us your mo, give us mustache fact, or can't what can't quite grow a beard. Tell us what Movember means to you. And you can actually then record your video, use that hashtag Movember and possibly get featured. So I think it's super creative. And I like that for, you know, for all of us who are like, well, what am I going to create today? Right? You don't even need to think of it. All you can have to do is participate in this challenge. And I mentioned that one of the videos that I did have that got a ton of views was when I participated in one of these challenges. Now I had no idea what I was doing. I just went, clicked on like the first hashtag I found, watched some of the videos and I was like, okay, I can see what they're doing here. It was like something like a video game character. So you don't even, I still don't even know what it is. I, I, I think it was like, if you were a video game character or your avatar, who would you be? And I was talking about being a mom uh, on TikTok. And so um, I also use the song. Typically these challenges have a song that trends with it. So you'll have a bunch of people iterating the same kind of theme or genre with the same song and making it their own. And um, yeah, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing and, and it worked. But you also have to remember too that because this is a newer platform and it's much less saturated than maybe an Instagram or a Facebook, uh, for now, there is room, there's room to get reach because the algorithm is still sort of new. It's, you know, working really well off of hashtags and probably working even better on hashtags than Instagram at this point. I mean, that's just my opinion. So that's really how you people are seeing this massive growth. Um, okay, so let's go back to some stats on, uh, on this. So here's some stats for you guys. TikTok has 1 billion monthly active users. 30 million monthly active users are living in the United States. The average age or the majority of the age is 16 to 24, mostly female. 60% of the users are female. 34% of the users are over 30. Surprise, surprise. And um, that's going to age up just like we saw with Snapchat. So in a year from now, I, I think we're going to see much bigger numbers on that. They're spending an average of 52, 52, 52 minutes per day, per day, you guys, tons of attention on this. They, the downloads, the monthly installs have surpassed Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Snapchat. It's been downloaded more than a billion times last year in 2018. 
And interestingly enough, and probably be, I mean, I'm assuming it's because of price. I didn't go deeply into why, but it's much more popular on Droid. 80% of TikTok sessions are watched on a Droid, not an Apple phone. Probably because it's, you know, skews younger. Those are a little bit less expensive. So um, you can actually create these little videos. You can add music tracks. You can do lots of video editing. You can actually do duets with people. So if you wanted to have like a split screen and you're lip syncing or you're doing something funny like a meme and you can have somebody duets and you can have that either turn on or off. So if you post a video and somebody wants to, you know, spoof your video or do a duet with you, then they can actually take your content and do that. Um, you can go live, like I mentioned, and it, let's talk a little bit about sort of like Gen Z and monetization too. So uh, if you haven't listened to my podcast on Instabrain, the book by Sarah Weiss, first of all, you need to do that. You need to get the book. The book is amazing. And uh, we talked about TikTok and Gen Z. And you have to remember that Gen Z is like 50 plus percent of the population right now. And I believe the stat was 41% of the buying power. Now, the gentleman that I was listening to on the podcast uh, from The Morning Brew he actually was talking a lot about how he gets tons of business from kids who watch his TikTok and then tell their parents who are music producers or in the industry or somehow connected and say, hey, you guys have to see this guy. He's great. And he has gotten a ton of business. So a lot of people, I hear it all the time. Oh, my kids are on TikTok. I'm not going to be able to sell anything there. Okay, well, just remember that your kids are always watching. They're probably more impactful if you ask me. If my son came to me and said, Mommy, look at this, and he does. I've looked at his YouTube stuff that he watches with, like, you know, the kids' un unboxings and the game playing. I take his tastes very seriously because as a parent, I want to, you know, expose him to things that he likes. And if they have something to sell, I likely am going to buy it. So um, we can't discount the fact that, yes, a younger set could be watching and is watching. But this guy was saying he gets most of his business gigs and connections through a younger audience who's watching him on TikTok that goes to their parents and says, look at this guy. Now, there's another gentleman who I do not know personally who is on TikTok, and he is a dentist, but he's a pediatric dentist. And I can only imagine that it has been huge for his business because how many kids are watching TikTok and they're like, I want to go to that dentist, right? And I would take my kid there. I was like, are you excited about going to the dentist? Excellent. Let's go there. So just you guys think about it. Think about all the things you could learn or take away from TikTok. And I'll tell you, it is confusing because it's very different than anything else. It's not polished. It's not edited. It's, you know, it gets you out of your comfort zone, right? We think about youth and like their um, inhibitions and like feeling like, oh, I don't care if I put myself out there and look like a, you know, like a nerd or a dork or whatever. Like those are not my words. Like I think it's, you know, a super positive to be nerdy and dorky. I love it. But, you know, we think, oh my gosh, I can't like let loose like that or I'm not creative. It doesn't mean that you have to do all the challenges or do the, the crazy things that people are doing on TikTok. But I will tell you, I had lost some of my creativity when I had gotten away from Snapchat. I really had. And I feel like TikTok has challenged me to get more creative, which I've loved. So anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox about that. Okay. So Gen Z though, remember they go really, really deep, which means if they're following you on TikTok, they're going to go follow you on YouTube. They're going to follow you on Facebook, maybe <laughs> if they're going there. 
Instagram. They're going to deep dive and consume all of your content and they do have a ton of buying power. So the next iteration of TikTok is they're going to be monetizing it. Let's be real. TikTok makes money just like Facebook selling ads. And they already do have ads. They have ads that are biddable where you can kind of, you know, like Facebook where you create this ad and it's like a bidding process and it determines how you get into the feed. You can also um, do the hashtag challenges, which I think probably costs a ton of money. But I think if you're a big company and a brand, that's probably where it's at because just like the Chipotle story I told you, um, they have now they're coming with in-app purchases. They've had that e-commerce is their, is their next focus. And I, and I just read the other day they are testing, I think, with a very small, like a dozen, maybe two dozen U.S. accounts, um, adding a link in the bio. My assumption is maybe it'll be something like a swipe up type thing. Um, I don't know if they're going to allow there to be like a store, like an in-app store purchase. I also heard that uh, I believe they tested it on the Chinese version of TikTok, and I think they sold $29 million worth of product in one day. So I, it definitely is something that I believe a lot of people will see success in if they do have a product. I also read in an article, um, which I thought was really interesting, and I apologize, I don't remember the article I read it in, but I, I remember this statistic or this, this quote was that at the moment, the ads sort of on TikTok are more of an awareness play versus a conversion play. Whereas, you know, you kind of have more conversion seeing on Snapchat. They're really trying to get people to convert. Whereas here, because it's newer, it's more of just the awareness. Um, the other piece of it is they have a creator marketplace, which basically is focused for uh, influencers connecting agencies to TikTok influencers so they can collaborate. Also getting um, influencer point of views, perspectives on the product. Hey, what would you like to see? Do you like this or that? Uh, and, you know, getting feedback to make everything better. So that is definitely something that uh, the the popular influencers on TikTok will be partaking in. So um, so that's really what I wanted to talk about, you guys. I just want to kind of give you a flavor for what this is philosophically and what the differences are, where it's going. I really, truly don't think that you should ignore it. And I have a lot of people that send me messages and say, hey, what do you know about TikTok? Should I let my kid have it? My kid's 11, 12, 13, whatever. And I say, hey, get in there and look at it. Of course, there's all sorts of stuff on every platform that is out there, unusual, might be offensive, uh, might be inappropriate. So I would definitely encourage you to check it out. And you don't have to make anything. I mean, I'm still in the testing phase, guys, and I've been using it for a couple of months. I have my comments turned off. I have, you know, a lot of stuff locked down because I'm just, I'm just experimenting just testing. I, I, you know, it's taken me a while to learn even how, I don't even know how to do all the editing stuff. And you don't have to learn how to do all of that stuff to be successful. Um, because you can be successful on any platform, just, you know, straight your video doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles, but I will say, I think that you should download it. And if you have already downloaded it and you haven't gotten in there, get in there, look at the discover page, look at the hashtag challenges and see how people are using those hashtags creatively. Um, and think about, is there a way for you to jump in on that as well? Uh, search your industry hashtag, search hashtag real estate and see what comes up. Uh, hashtag real estate agent, hashtag realtor, hashtag whatever city you're in. You know, look for those hashtags and see 
what's going on around them and just experience the platform for a number of weeks, perhaps even a number of months. So more to come on TikTok. Uh, this is just a quick little, um, you know, spurt of my, my thoughts as I was running this morning on this app. Let's get connected there. Um, and, you know, I will, like I said, be bringing on experts in the, in, in the field of TikTok. So I look forward to uh, talking with you guys more about that. As always, if you have any questions, please reach out to me on all the socials. You can find me by my name at Chelsea.Pites. Also would love for you to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends and family who want to learn about social media. I'll see you guys soon. Thanks for joining. Bye guys. Bye.